Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves and won. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs Podcast. My name is Rich LeBron and I will be your host today. I'm looking very much forward to this conversation with my guest, Jeremy Delk, who's the founder and CEO of Delk Enterprises. Jeremy has been a successful entrepreneur for over a decade with a keen eye for innovative new products, technologies, and unexploited market niches. Jeremy has utilized the financial acumen he learned in the financial sector with Fidelity Investments while working in both Boston and New York City to incorporate Delk Enterprises in 2002. Jeremy has expanded Delk Enterprises from primarily a real estate holdings firm to a diversified private equity portfolio, including equity holdings in animal health sports medicine, human health care, pharmacy, and creating access to future IP through strategic investments in technology and human and health R&D initiative. Today, positively disrupting the healthcare industry through portfolio companies and other strategic investments is where Jeremy's focus lies. His mission is he believes that small businesses are the lifeblood of this country. Amen. And he believes that it is our duty to invest strategically in them so together we can change the world. Jeremy is married with two children and lives in Lexington, Kentucky. Please welcome Jeremy Delk. Jeremy, how are you doing today? Doing good, Rich. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, I got a chance to read some background on you, and you have a variety of interests and variety of, uh, I'd say, tentacles that are le- le- leading out into the small business world. I love your passion to help small businesses uh, to make a difference, so I, I resonate totally with you. But I'm curious, my listeners are going to be curious, you know, what caused you to start the business? Was this a passion? Was this a financial decision? Was it uh, something dragged you into the business? What was, it, what was it that caused you to start the business? Tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, no, great, great question. And I think um, it, it should resonate with a lot of your listeners because I, I'm probably, well, I was at a point where a lot of them either are now or, or, or were recently, um, you know, in corporate America, you know, by way of background, um, you know, I grew up about a, you know, an hour down the street in Bargetown, Kentucky, where the bourbon capital of the world, small town USA, um, and great upbringing. But I always had this yearning to kind of want to do more, see more, and, and really be more. And, you know, getting out of small town, what's the biggest place in the world, especially here in rural Kentucky, it's New York City. So I always had that affinity to, to kind of want to end up there. So through a very early career of day trading and making millions and losing millions really quickly, um, I got my shot, as you mentioned in the bio, in uh, in Boston, uh, and then later in New York City, and it was a dream come true. I mean, I was 21 at the at the time, living in Manhattan, making a ton of money, and I had this realization that you know I was driving a BMW at the time. Uh, the guy that was 30 years my senior, he had a Bentley, and we were doing the exact same thing, and. I just couldn't see myself. We weren't creating anything other than money. We weren't making anything innovative, creative. It was just trading um, and, you know, trying to make margins on, on these trades. So 
for me, I started to say, well, maybe I can make an impact. Maybe I can go through to, you know, management and say, hey, well, what about this new initiative or hey, what about this new sector and try to have all these ideas, as many ideas as I could. And no matter what idea it was, it, it seemed like it was getting pushed down and pushed down and pushed down with it. And, and I very much felt like this, uh, hey, kid, great idea, but, you know, why don't you just keep your head down and keep, keep working? So I'm a firm believer that if you have this entrepreneurial spirit or you have innovation or creativity, um, if you're in corporate America for too long, I think you could, that's where ideas kind of can, can die. And for me, it was a survival mentality. I was going to lose who I was if I didn't get, uh, get out. So I risked it. I, I made a huge risk. I, I went out, started Delco Enterprises, as you mentioned, uh, in 20, uh, 2002, so 20 years now. Um, I made $6,000 in my first year in business. Um, my rent on my Chelsea apartment was 7,500. So you can imagine it didn't cash flow very well, yeah. but, uh, Hey, I'm still here. And, uh, there's been a lot of roller coasters since. Um, but yeah, hopefully that, that answered your question, a very roundabout answer. But for me, it was, you know, a part of me what, what was really going to die. And, and I was lucky and, and maybe just, dumb enough and, and crazy enough to take the leap. Cause I know it's scary, right? It's scary when you're there. My mom was thought I was, you know, out of my mind, I was making more money than both her and my stepdad um, at such a young age. You know, they worked blue collar in the post office and slow and steady. They're on a pension now and it worked out, but this wasn't the life that I wanted to lead. So let's kind of zero in specifically, what were some of the mental hurdles? You mentioned even you're afraid. What were some of the fears that you had to come to grips with? And actually overcome it. How did you do that? Well, in just starting business or? Um, yeah, well, you're, at, you're at that tipping point. You know, you decided that you're going to lose a part of yourself if you don't do something. You know, I'm sure you did some analytical approach to the whole, how to what a business is and profit and loss and all that. But when that's all said and done, you're faced with yourself, right? You got to go, okay. well, you know, how am I going to face that fear? What's going to get me through that? I didn't. I didn't actually do the analytical bit, right? And you would think okay. so with the guy at finance background, but um, and it, and, it, and it's it would be disingenuous if I did. I'm I'm working on a book that's coming out at the end of this year, and the title of it's called "Without a Plan." So if I had a plan, I had to figure it out, Rich. I'd be I'd be pretty much up. Uh, so, but obviously there's some there's some context there, but you know I I had started day trading when I was um, 18. Um, uh, my father passed away when I was seven and I had inherited this $30,000 portfolio of Disney stock and another mutual fund. And this was 98. Um, so over an 18 month period, I, I grew that $30,000 into about 2 million bucks, okay. and, uh, which was pretty cool. But, you yeah. know, I was, I was doing this in a bull market. Um, similar to what's happening in crypto, right? It's easy when, uh, when markets are kind of all, all bullish, um, when they correct, as they did in October of 99, uh, I lost all of that in about three and a half days. So that was my first real brush of like actual failure and like feeling like it was the world was crashing down. I had exposed myself. I, you know, I had my family down. I'd bought condos at expenses. I had no liquidity. I was still in college and I had all this, you know, the world was ending type of thing. And the best thing for me were there's a lot of lessons there. I learned I wasn't invincible, but I didn't have a backup net. Like my mom couldn't help me, even though she gave me the shirt for back. Like there was no safety net. Like if I needed to make my rent or my rent, my mortgage payment and my HOA payments, I had to get income. I wasn't going to get it from my mom. So the misery and, and, you know, woe is me 
was a short course, you know, a week and just get your shit together, kid, and, and go figure it out and start hustling. So I think that lesson, um, there's a lot of lessons in that, but that showed me that it, it isn't always bad forever. Right. And like, you don't know where it's going to go. And, and truthfully losing all that money is, you know, again, another roundabout story that we don't have complete time for led me to my job and career and wall street, which is what I wanted to do. So I'm a big guy that you don't know where, where you're headed, just, you know, pick a direction that something's important to you and, and start going that way. You can't have it all figured out. No one has it all figured out. I've, you know, hundreds of million dollars in revenue, hundreds and hundreds of employees, different businesses. I can tell you that every idea and thought that we had in the direction of where we were going to go with a business, it never fucking worked out exactly that way, right? It just doesn't. So why get hung up and figure out all the scenarios? That's just really delaying time, right? I get, I, I coach and hear entrepreneurs talking, you know, Rich, I've got this great idea, you know, it's going to be this, this, and this. All right, well, great. Why aren't you doing it? And it's that fear or that paralysis by analysis that stops so many entrepreneurs that could have the great, you know, next ever-changing idea. Look at Musk. I mean, right. reusable rockets. No one we even thought big enough to do it. And look at what we're doing. Look at what he's done with 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 space. And and uh, you know, I love I love that. One of my prior guests, uh, he said he he has multiple uh, revenue streams like you do. And I asked him the same question. He goes, "I use my ignorance to lead my lead me." And uh, he goes, you know, I want to do something. I'm going to go out there and I don't know how to do it. I'm just going to go into it and see what happens. No, I can't, I can't agree more. The, if, without a plan, the sub, the subheading is um, a memoir of unbound action, taking action and failing my way to success. Like I, I've got the Inc. 500 awards and fastest growing companies. I have all those accolades that everyone has on their own CV and, well, I'm really cool. And you, you can read my bio. That's all bullshit, man. Like the stuff that actually makes a difference is when you fall down really hard, fail, and then pick yourself back up again. That's, that's the real magic. That's where you really kind of go with um, and, and, and define who you are, right? And then the more you do it, that becomes your superpower, right? The more you do it, you're like, yeah, cool. Let's run through the wall, fall down and get back up. Then the quicker you get back up and, and the faster and, the, and the, the more, you know, tenured you are with your, uh, your choices and decisions. Yeah. Failure is, failure is a good teacher at times. No one likes it, but uh, we definitely can learn from it. Let's stay on that book for a little bit. Cause I like to, you know, I think a lot of people like to read that book. Uh, you said it's coming out in the fall. Uh, but tell me what you, what you, what's the, if I get done reading that book, what, what are the one or two things you want me to get out of that uh, when that book gets put out? Yeah, it's, I think it's, it's a couple, I mean, so it's a business book, but it's memoir as well, right? So there's a lot of my personal business experiences, but even personal life. So I think the, the biggest thing everyone needs to ask themselves is why, why are you doing what you're doing? Rich, why are you doing this podcast? Right? I don't think you're making millions of dollars doing this podcast, right? I think you're doing it because you have a, a drive or a mission and, and a purpose to make impact and help other people. That's, that's how I am. Yeah. I like to learn for me. I'm very inquisitive. All the business that I've since sold, you know, and most of everyone that you'll read about in the book, um, still exists. Me, I'm I'm not there anymore. I've sold, or I'm a passive investor, but that's because I got done figuring out all the problems, or at least what I could, the problems I could figure out. So when the learning stops, that's when I really want to kind of go to that next thing. So for me, it's trying to find that inner, you know, desire to have curiosity and learning, and that curiosity helps sometimes outweigh the the fear of going and trying something new. So don't take it. Hey, I don't know anything about that. That's a scary, scary thing. I'm fearful of it. I don't know anything about that. Let's go learn. Right. So if you kind of just tweak that a bit, um, that's it. So the real message of the book is just get started. You know, we're, 
we've all, I mentioned I lost my dad. We've all lost somebody and you have to remember that we're not promised tomorrow, right? You, you, you just, just get started. If it's, if it's a good idea, uh, tomorrow, then, then it's a better idea today, right? Just try and get started and, and take action. I think that's it. And then having that North star, why you're doing it, right? I mean, entrepreneurs right now with, you know, I love the shark tank. And I think there's a lot of people that are, entrepreneurial have ideas, but they may, may not be meant to be entrepreneurs or, or they're doing it for the wrong reason. They're doing because they want to take a photo in front of their jet or their rented Lamborghini. Like that's just, if you're doing that for someone else, it's, it's not, it's not truly, you have to really ask what's your purpose? What are you, why are you doing this for? And if you're solid in that, um, nothing can stop you. Well, I, I believe that everybody has an entrepreneur spirit within them. Not, I always say if everybody owned their own business, we'd have no employees. Right. So so there is some balance there, but you have to figure out if you have that. You have to kind of dig into your own soul and try to see if you had any of those any of those fundamental skills, or maybe even even the risk ability to to go forward. Do you think because you are in diversified companies? Do you feel that there's fundamental uh, traits, characteristics, uh, discipline, skills that are transferable? So once you start one, and you do good at it, you can take those skills. Now you're just learning a different product or service. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I think my my investment history and the deals that I've been in, um, I, I treat business it, as you know, it's very industry agnostic, right? It doesn't necessarily matter because no matter what business you're in, there's one common denominator every single time: people, right? There's a there's a there's a person or a, or a company or an entity. There's 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 people involved, and if you can understand what that that person and then that IE customer is and really, you know, focus so hard and laser laser dial into that customer experience, that customer journey, what they really are looking for, their needs and how you can really wow them and, and overwhelm them with a good outcome. If you can do that and, and understand that customer journey, that, that's, that's industry agnostic, right? Of course you can learn things about scale and SOPs and procedure. You, you, you learn bits and pieces from every industry. And I, and I have, right. From my building materials business, I, I took things over and built their own, you know, um, pharmacy software solution to be able to have a greater experience and, and be able to handle you know, scaling volume. So you learn lessons along and you can apply, apply them through, but people are the core component. Well, it's interesting. Cause I, when I look at your businesses you're, you are in, you have a broad scale. I mean, you started in the real estate side of things and then you're into health and wellness. How did that come about? So it, it speared off in the animal health um, genres first. Uh, we, we created the world's first in-house stem cell um, technology with some doctors in Australia. So this was treating dogs, cats, and horses with osteoarthritis. Um, I became such a big investor in that company that I was forced to be the CEO. So you know how it is. Like if there's a hard question to get asked, then sometimes it goes up to the top. There was no one above me to ask the question. So I was forced to kind of get a crash course. I've got no science or medical background. But I just became a became a student and just really dove in and um, became fascinated with it, learned everything I could and um, became a bit of a subject matter expert. So that was my first entry. And then another colleague um, was a pharmacist and uh, was doing a lot of things in integrative health. I, I had probably a poor relationship with healthcare, and I can go on this for two podcasts worth, but our healthcare system is so broken and it's this sick care model. And what we wanted to do was something more of a well care. So an end of one, like I have my own, you know, my own bloods, my own labs, my own um, environmental components, my own hereditary issues and like healthcare, traditional healthcare 
looks at this macro population and it needs to be more this one-to-one -one approach. So that's how we kind of got in there. So it's, and I, and I became a patient myself. I've, you know, gotten much healthier over the last five or six years by, you know, being a, a patient and, you know, a, and a student to, to the, the space. Sure. Sure. We're going to stay away from politics, but I do want to talk about the headwinds. Okay. And, uh, Everybody who's starting businesses or in business or running a business or whatever, they're all facing the same headwinds. Labor, you talk about labor. Okay, we talk about the, the energy, inflation, you know, the business climate in general. How are you dealing with it? And what carry what kind of things do you use to carry yourself through these type of times? Because you've been in business since 2002, so you've weathered a few recessions uh, type situations in our economy. But what carries you through? What, how, are you, how are you adjusting and adapting to today's time? I'm excited. I, mean, I, I think when you have this level of turmoil and uncertainty, you know, I was looking at a stat of how much cash is setting on the, on the sidelines right now because consumer confidence is down. When that happens, there's opportunity. There always is, right? And I think you just have to remove your, and, get, and a lot of that's fear, right? Because like what's happening when the economy shifts Money doesn't go anywhere. It's not like, oh, no one has, like, it just goes in the bank, right? It just grows and, and no one's spending it. That's what happened. It doesn't disappear. And you have to just put yourself into like, A, let's remove myself because these negative thoughts and oh my, the world is, you know, the sky is falling. That productive isn't going to help you. So it goes back to that customer side. So what are my customers feeling right now? We just came out of a global pandemic. People want to feel connections. They want to have experiences. They want to you know, go back to concerts again. What is it that your product, services, good, you know, whatever business industry you're in, what is your customer need right now, right? And it may be different and that's okay, but you have to adapt, right? You can't just go like, well, I sell this and this is the widget I sell and I'm going to lower the price and they're going to buy. Like that may just not work. So you have to be able to adapt, but the only way you adapt is by you know, pivoting and that should be pivoting by listening to the customer, not a boardroom of like, hey, what's our next idea? So many people just forget, talk to your customer. And if you're not in business yet, talk to your target market. What is it that you want? You're in building materials business or you're um, in construction or you're selling health and wellness services. What is it that your customer wants? What are they scared of? What do they desire? And what do they not want? And if you can really listen to that um, and tune into it, that's a good opportunity. And right now, that's why I've said I'm, I'm excited about it, which I don't know if it's the answer you were looking for. But because people are polarized, sometimes polarized and hey, it's really great. And we have all this money with so you're, you're selling them a different good and service in good times. In bad times, you're also providing a different good and service, but there's still good and services to be provided. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I tell my clients, you know, the best time to buy a business, start a business is always now. It, it, if you wait till the perfect perfect scenario happens, the economy is perfect and everything's running and labor is perfect. It's just not going to show up and you're going to miss the opportunity. Uh, so I agree hundred percent with you, Jeremy, that uh, it takes, it takes some fortitude. It takes some ability to stand back. Like you suggested, you know, let's, we're in a, we're in a pandemic. Now let's take it and start running and hide what's going on with our customers. Is, is there a need to, that we can address and can we pivot our company uh, to meet that need? I, I agree hundred percent with you. Yeah. I mean, and just to add to that, I mean, yeah, we've got crazy inflation right now, but what have you bought? What do you own right now, Rich, right now? And, 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 and this, let's, say, let's say right now, let's say 18 months ago, what do you own right now that 18 months ago you could have previously bought cheaper? 
The answer is nothing, right? I mean, it just the, it, it's it's going to happen. Just the rate may be different. Right. Second is I, I agree the the right time is right now. But just put some context there. Like I, the businesses I do, I try to fail as fast as possible. I try to break them. I go through, but I set a definition of what failure or success is. And then I put that out before I ever get started. That's why I tell my clients as well. Like, listen, just to find it, you've got a steady job. You're at Fidelity. You're going through and you want to go into the ice cream popsicle business, whatever it is. You don't need to quit. You don't need to be like me. I don't say you, you I'm, I'm a very rare breed of sickness here, but you don't need to be like, and just throw it all and go all in all the time, but have a goal of what is, I'm going to go all in at this point. And then you can step back. All right. It's first me building a website and going through and just making those small little steps of getting started. That really helps you, especially on your first time. It helps you kind of take that component of like, well, oh, these are baby steps. And it's not all the things I have to do. It's like, well, this is what I'm doing on the path. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. The people in about 70% of my clients are working. Yeah. So we said, so let's put your executive hat on strategically to figure out how do you want to get from here to there. Right. You, don't, you don't have to quit your job and go to a zero income base. <laughs> you can take this slow and strategically and build, you know, just like you do in your regular corporate American job. But most people, when they start betting on themselves, kind of put all that skill set in a drawer. They forget right. about it. That's and right. so I think your advice is good. You know, some people do like to jump in and all or, or nothing. Uh, but I don't think you have to. I think you could do this very strategically. Looking back, can you think of anything you would do differently? Um, I mean, look, I think there'd be a lot of things I do differently, right? Personal life business. I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of things I would I would I would, um, I don't know. So I have no regrets, I, I guess. So I, I have no regrets. And I think that all the things I've done, good and bad, is why I'm here today and, and a better, stronger version of myself than I was yesterday. Um, so no, I don't think I would. Well, let me ask the opposite. Can you think of a key decision that has made the biggest impact on you or your business being successful? Um, I think it's, it's that confidence that's growing and, and not always easy, but it's that, it's that belief in myself, um, that, um, you can do it and like, and it's okay. And you, you, you're, it's okay to, to, to fail. I think that's, that's the biggest key in myself. And I lose, and, and you lose that, like we're all humans. We all have emotion and we all have bad days and, and it's sometimes it's hard to pull yourself back out of it, but you got to remember, like, you know, we're still here, Right. Rich, I guarantee you, you know, you share the podcast, don't share the podcast. You've had three or four things in your life. You're like, fuck, this is just horrible. I'm just, I, I can't ever go on yet. You're here with me. Yeah. Everyone yeah. listening has been at that point. And remember the times when he said it was, it was never coming, coming out of it, but you're still here. You know, humans are resi- resilient beings. It's hard to do, but the more times you do, and the more times you focus on the, the time that you got out of it, the more the quicker you'll get out of it again and then, and then move forward and, and, and make, make that better impact. There's a saying in business, uh, it's lonely at the top when you're, when you are the, where the buck stops here. Um, so how do you navigate? Do you have mentors? Do you have a team around you? Uh, how do you, you know, deal with that issue when you're, you know, you're facing big decisions? I mean, um, well, so that the, the biggest thing you just said is the team, right? I mean, I think that's the, that's the crucial, but I've done none of this without the, the team. Um, you know, I think an idea without a, 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 an idea, you know, without a team is, or a vision without a team rather is an idea, nothing, nothing more. And I think that's, uh, 
that's what's, what's really, you know, got me to where I am. That being said, it is very lonely at the top, right? I mean, there's businesses when you start, you know, years ago, you're trying to figure out how to make payroll and going through all those things. You can't, as a leader, show that fear, right? Even though you would say, guys, this is really bad because they're, they're like, well, dude, this is scary. I'm going to go out there. So you, you can't really go through. And then you get to my level. Yeah, there's mentors, but we, you, you play a different level. Like, I, I don't have anyone, right? I don't know that I go there like, hey, what do I do here, right? And, and I think maybe that goes back to me not having an option um, when I lost it off with my mom, right? I think maybe it went back to like, that's, that helps me personally perform better without a safety net, right? And I think while it is lonely, um, it's effective for me, right? And, and it helps me go through and, and, and get through the other side of it. But therapy helps too. So <laughs> we all have those paid friends, don't we? That's right. We do. <laughs> it's definitely one of my line items in my budget. Um, well, one reason I do this podcast is because of this. I really believe that, you know, this conversation between people like yourself and myself and my other guests that are CEOs are trying to figure this thing out is very helpful. You know, uh, when people can learn and understand that they're not alone when they face these type of decisions and hear from people like you who are successful in, in navigating through those. Um, what, so what would be some advice you'd like to give to our listeners, okay, who are on the fence considering owning their own business? I think um, two things, right? And I, I do believe to, to your point, I'll agree that everyone has an entrepreneurial spirit. I don't agree that everyone should be an entrepreneur, right? And I think we agree for, for different pieces, right? You right. wouldn't have any employees, but I think people do get sad, you know, insatialized with, oh, I'm not sure. It's just, besides being lonely, it's a painstaking, you gotta be masochistic because it's like miserable sometimes, right? You have to have this sickness to keep on doing what, what, what you do. But I love it, right? And so many entrepreneurs do. So I think the, the first thing I would say is really understand why you wanna do it, right? And then re really say like, I wanna do this because, not because it's cool, because hey, I'm just not passionate about my job and I wanna go and help this, this, or this. That's that. Then- just get started. That's it. I, I, I only go all in. I personally think that all in without a tightrope is the way to go. But if you don't have the ability or the resources and you're not ready to do that, then don't do nothing, right? Because that, that's another point. In the absence of, of not going all in, still just get started with a small goal. Don't do nothing, right? I think that's the, the best advice is just to get started. And what's the worst that can happen? You're employed. Guess what? It's the best job economy ever. Quit your job, you're probably getting hired back for more money somewhere else. Like it's not the end of the world. Just get started. What is the worst thing that can happen? And I think that's where you need to, to go through. Yeah. Jeremy, this has been great. You've shared a lot. I know my listeners are going to be really grateful for how open you have been about your journey. A couple of things. Um, how can listeners get in touch with you? And uh, if you want to talk a little bit more about what your company does, so people who are listening, if they feel like there's a connection with you, uh, maybe they could reach out. Sure. I'm Jeremy S. Delk on all, uh, on all social media platforms. Uh, my website's jeremydelk.com. Um, and look, I'm just trying to pay it forward at, at this kind of point in my, uh, in, in, in my life. I've got a couple of exits that we just, just made in the healthcare space. And, um, you know, someone much smarter than me kind of said, Jeremy, you don't value what you know, because you know it. And that really kind of made sense um, to me after he said it, right. Which is kind of annoying because I wish I should have thought of that, but it was, you know, it's something that, you know, someone's in this impossible situation and me helping out at either as an investor or business consultant or something like that 
it's fun for me. It, it allows me to keep learning and allows me to look at new deals and whatever. So I'm looking at any good investment opportunities, you know, investing in people, or you're just in a, in a, in a, in a tight spot in the business and need, need some kind of coaching or kind of consulting to get out of it. Um, that's fun for me. If your business is going really, really great and things are just kind of working, don't call me or message me. I'm not going to be any help. But if it's like on fire and, and the place is burning down and you really need something, that's what excites me. I like kind of solving those type of problems. Very good. You said they can reach out to you via social media and that'd yep. be the best way. Yeah. All right. And then we'll be looking forward to your book coming out in the fall. And uh, that'll be exciting. I'd like to read that myself. So uh, I'm, I want to applaud you for writing it. I think, you know, I think it's called, what did you say? It's without a plan. That's I right. think that, uh, it's going to be very intriguing to read that because uh, I think people get a lot of stuck, stuck in place because they think they have to have everything figured out. So uh, I'm sure your book is going to be very inspiring. Well, Jeremy, thanks again for your time today. Uh, our guests will be, can be listened to this podcast in a couple of weeks. It'll be uh, put out there in all podca- podcast platforms. And with that, I just want to hope you have a great 4th of July. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Rich LeBrun here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you're a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form, and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know of someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.